Howdy folks, Rob Noxious, Drunk Noxious, and uh, I wasn't going to do it, but I'm going to pull the trigger.
that's how long the police officer kneeled on the neck of George Floyd. We were about 25 seconds in when I went to silence. <clears throat> and then at about 9.01, that's 8 minutes 46. Which is the length of time that a police officer thought that it was even remotely humane to kneel on someone's neck. Um, I don't know if you've looked at the human body lately, um, but there, uh, the, the, the way to stand up, um, there are these weird appendages. Uh, it's right around your crotch, right around your hip. Uh, you have two of them, for the most part, uh, legs. You could have kneeled on the legs. But really can't hold yourself up because, you know, apes, lower apes, we're higher apes. Um, they walk around with their arms. And you can't do that without your back. So could have kneeled on the back. Well, yeah, Rob, well, he has a head too. Should we have kneeled on his head? Well, yeah, that's where all the commands come from. But why you would need to do that when you could just immobilize the legs. And then here's the kicker. I don't know about you, but most people when they get up off the ground, they use their hands uh, to kind of just get a little support and then they kind of crouch and then they stand up. That's how most people do it. That's how I do it. And I assume that's what the majority of humanity does. Um, his hands were behind his back handcuffed. So we're just going to sit for a minute and let you kind of digest that. Handcuff on the ground, surrounded by probably four to six other officers. Um, you have three other places you could put your knee, the back, the upper leg, the lower leg. Man can't stand with uh, someone, you know, on his ankle. It's kind of hard to do. I don't know about you, but the last time I did wrestling, uh, someone was on my ankle. And it was kind of hard to, you know, get up. Uh, and then I was pinned. Three other parts of the body could kneel on. Heck, you don't even need to kneel. He's handcuffed. What's he going to do? Run home? Handcuffed? Again, what's he going to do, surrounded by four to six other police officers? Is he going to get up and run away home? Handcuffed? I mean, I know you could probably take a saw and take the handcuffs off, but there were four to six other people there. What's he going to do? Fight them off? Handcuffed? I get it. 
we all want to side with Trump. And everyone's using this as, uh, you know, the riots against Trump. Blah, blah, blah. We're going into Trump derangement syndrome later. However, what we need to sit down and think about for a second is that six police officers, roughly, are around a man on the ground handcuffed. So even if he were to try to get up, they'd push him back down. And even if you were to fight back, he can't. He's fucking handcuffed. So, what we need to do is kneel on his neck for reasons unknown. And I don't know about you. I don't know if you study anatomy. Um, I know some people out there are pretty bad with anatomy. Um, but um, you don't breathe through your butthole. It's not like your butthole opens and air comes into your body and, and then it gets transferred into the bloodstream. That's uh, not how it works. I know many of you are short on anatomy lessons, but the human race, we don't breathe through the only other hole in our body uh, other than the pee hole. Um, Or the ear hole. I don't. I don't think you breathe through your ears. So you got your nose and your mouth, and it's connected to the trachea, uh, which is just in front of the esophagus. And the trachea goes down to these um, things. I know it's been a long time since you were in, in your school, uh, but the trachea follows all the way down to the bronchi. And the bronchii are the, they branch off, it's probably Latin for branch, uh, which is true. Bronchitis uh, means an infection of the bronchii, or the bronchi. And there is the lungs that are connected to these bronchii. And what the lungs do is they inflate. So it sounds like this. And then they deflate. And as they do that, they bring in oxygen. And that oxygen is then transferred via the alveoli into the bloodstream. And then carbon dioxide from your bloodstream is then transferred into the alveoli and back into the lungs. And then after a little bit, it gets hard for you to breathe because it hurts. That's the carbon dioxide building up. And then finally you exhale. So, you know, in, out. In, out. Until eventually you have your dying breath, which usually sounds like, But he's a criminal. Right to a trial by jury. Sixth Amendment. But he was a criminal. He'd committed crimes. Fifth Amendment. Right to be presumed innocent until proven guilty by a jury of your peers. 
but he's a criminal. Okay, so we're just uh, not having a trial, you know? Cruel and unusual punishment in the Eighth Amendment. Folks, I get it. You want to support law and order. I support law and order. I don't like the riots, uh, the burning of Target, uh, the looting, the stealing, the thievery, the robbery, all for personal gain in the name of a man who died because the police uh, apparently didn't have a brain, which is something that I've always said that if you're going to police a nation of idiots, you might as well have a college degree. I think if you are going to join the police force, you should have a four-year degree. Yeah, but then we'll have to pay them more. Yeah, well, if they're paid more, probably won't be you know putting their knees on someone's neck. <clears throat> Folks, did you know that because of the Geneva Conventions, um, members of the United States military cannot actually present their weapon unless fired upon? Yeah. You could be in downtown Baghdad. And there's a bad hombre. Walking down the street. You've recognized him before in previous firefights. But you can't prove nothing. And you know that in the next two or three weeks. That person's probably going to kill a service personnel. One of your fellow comrades. But you can't just shoot the guy. But you know. You know what that person's going to do, but you can't do nothing about it. That's in a combat zone. If the military has that kind of restriction, why don't the police? A colleague of mine is Army Infantry. Retired. Honorably discharged. Went home. With his Purple Heart. And... Plenty of PTSD, being shot at every day, having to relieve himself in a metal can, and then when that metal can starts to get full, they have to burn their excrement. Both number one and number two turn into smoke. And you can imagine how acrid and awful that, that smells when you burn human waste. And then every morning you wake up to... Every day. And yet, you can only fire when fired upon. And that's the U.S. military fighting in Afghanistan. Or Iraq, or around the world, or any combat operation. And we respect them, just like we respect the police. Because not all police are bad. All it takes is one person to ruin it for the rest of us. But, but, but it's, I'm just sitting here. At first I thought, you know, oh, you know, someone killed in police custody. It was probably a mishap. <clears throat> was sick or something. But what's sick about this is the fact of the matter is, I don't know about you, but if you've ever had someone on your neck, uh, it's kind of one of the most vulnerable parts of your body. Uh, it houses your trachea to breathe, it houses your esophagus to feed. And if you can't breathe, 
when they're not alive. And if you can't breathe for long enough, you asphyxiate and die. And I don't know about you, but dying sucks. Dying's a big bummer. Uh, it's the one thing none of us can escape. We're all going to die. But dying on the floor, pretty rough. I don't know about you, but asphalt's worse than sandpaper. Killed by the very people who are supposed to protect us. And I get it. Criminal, he'd committed some crimes. I get that. Police get a little rough sometimes. They should never get a little rough. I wouldn't want to be roughed up. Especially by the people who claim to be protecting my life. I get it. I get the whole thing. I understand it. However, you breaking into someone's business and setting it on fire solves nothing. On two fronts. First of all, you know, you break into Target and steal everything. That doesn't hurt Target at all. In fact, now Target can go to their insurance company and claim that, the loss. So Target's getting their money. So you steal $80 Legos and you think, fuck Target, I'm going to steal from Target. And you stole $80 thing of Legos, or you stole a television or a video game console or something. Target then goes to the insurance company, and the insurance company pays out what was lost. So Target gets the sale. They get their money back. You've caused no damage other than to physical infrastructure. 20 years from now, that Target will be functioning as normal, and everyone will forget about it. No one will remember that 20 years ago, there were a bunch of people who came in and set the whole fucking thing on fire and stole a PlayStation 4. No one will remember that at all. Zero. Zilch. You achieved nothing other than, you know, benefiting financially by stealing. Well, they deserve to have it. Okay, well, I deserve it, so I'm going to go and steal tomorrow. But you're white, Rob. You don't understand. No, I don't understand. But at the end of the day, are you saying that black people, because of uh, the history of racism and, and slavery in this country, can just walk into Chipotle and they get their food for free? They can go up to Kroger. Dinner's on me. That's not equality. That's privilege. By the very fact that you're black and angry about all the shit going on in this country, you can just go rob and loot, and it, 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 it they say it's justified, that's a privilege. That's a special privilege afforded by our society that's saying that because you're black and because of historic racism and, and slavery in this country, you can just go into Target, grab a PlayStation 4, and when they say that'll be $4.99, you just say, I'm black, and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, sir, I didn't notice. I didn't notice. <clears throat> Are you justified in being angry? Yeah, I'm pissed off too. Um, 
I've had my encounters with the police, and it has never really been that pleasant in my encounters. You know why I pulled you over? Yeah, I was going 70 in a 55. Well, you know, i got to give you a ticket now. I'm like, okay. And he hands me the ticket, and it says 70 in a 45. And I said, hold on a second. It, it, I read the sign. It said 55. And the cop said, well, around here, it says 45. And I was like, well, where's the sign? And he says, it's back up the road. And I said, okay. Because I remember I'd been driving through the area. I said, okay, I'm not going to argue because this guy's got a gun. And uh, I'm, not just, I'm just not going to argue. Anyway, so I went back up and took pictures of the area. And I even recorded a video on my iPhone 3GS. And uh, then when it came time, instead of paying the ticket, I actually drove down there. Because uh, I I was, it was in the area I went to school at the time. It was near Dublin, Georgia. I went into the court. I sat down, and when the cop came up to give his spiel, because he showed up for the ticket to make sure it was uh, adjudicated, he wanted to make sure that he got his win, I said to the judge, do you mind if I show you a video I shot of the area in which I was pulled over? Because on the ticket, it said exactly where I had been pulled over. And the judge said, if you want to present evidence, I'll watch it. And so I showed him the video, and I was going through a construction zone. But the thing was, what I didn't tell the judge at the time was that this video had been filmed because the ticket, the, the, the court date was two months later. And so I, I had filmed that literally the week before, not the week after I got the ticket. I literally had filmed it the week before I went into, you know, traffic court. And I said, Your Honor, I drove through this area where the speed limit drops to 45 for literally a mile. The sign is small. It was not a normal speed limit sign. It was smaller. And then to top it all off, I had stopped and looked at the equipment in the video. It was rusting. And I had asked a couple people how long it takes for rust to form on something that's been out, sitting outside for a while. And they said, it's got to be out there for a while. And I said, how long? And they said, at least a year. And I said that to the judge. I said, this is rusting. Like, this equipment is probably useless. It's been sitting there, I don't know how long, I can't prove it, but it has some serious rust on it. So either the equipment that this county is using in that area, in this supposed construction zone, is failed equipment, they're buying cheap pieces of junk, or they bought equipment, put it there, and then claimed it's construction zone so that they can tag speeders. The judge asked the cop how long that equipment had been on the roadside, and the cop said, I can't remember. And the judge says, you can't remember, and yet this is your area? Because the cop had earlier said, I've driven up and down this road for, you know, past two years, it was my area. I knew it like, he said he knew it like the back of his hand or something like that. And the judge just pushed him, and the guy clammed up. Anyway, ticket waved, because the judge looked at me and said, I really don't know, but if there's rusty equipment sitting on the side of the road in an area that claims to be construction, but there's no construction happening, I'm just going to let you go. And he let me go. It was an $80 ticket. That's my story. It wasn't eight minutes and 40 seconds of torture that left, led to my death. Although it felt like it uh, with how long it took to get through everyone else. Your Honor, I didn't know the speed limit was 50 miles an hour in a residential area.
Well, how fast are we going? Oh, we're going about 100. Ah. You're going 100 miles an hour in a residential area. I didn't know the speed limit was 50. And then, you know, 45 minutes later, my docket came up. Anyway, I, I wasn't leaned on and killed. So we're just going to end it there. I don't like the rioting. Uh, it achieved nothing. And on the second front, I said there's a second one. Uh, the other businesses you harmed are small business. And I, I, I did. any time that you damage a small business, it hurts. But I don't know if you noticed. I don't know if you've been living in a cave, but... Coronavirus! Yeah, we have to stay at home. Unless we're looting Target. Which achieves nothing other than a free PlayStation for you, I guess. Maybe I should have looted and claimed, Oh, you know, I stand for, you know, whatever. Antifa, Black Lives Matter, name another organization that stands for whatever. There's no shortage of them these days. And they all stand for the same thing, which is, I really don't know at this point, I guess violence. Because that's all that has been achieved by them, uh, destroying homes. Yes, Congress is going to do a police bill, but... Should have been done like 30 years ago, but, you know, whatever. just going to say it. The police, they want us to trust them. And yet every fucking year, it's some new shit. Someone on a power trip. I get it. You don't like your job. You don't like having to track down criminals. I get it. Criminals suck. But criminals have, first of all, the constitutional right to life. It's not mentioned in the Constitution, because if you have to mention that your right to live is a right, you got a serious problem in your country. Uh, George Floyd uh, should have been apprehended, put in the back of a car, uh, taken away, uh, processed, given his docket, um, bail, a hearing, and then, of course, from then on out, of course, you know, any, you know, court dates, he's got a lawyer, and you know, he, they deal with all of that stuff. Instead, he suffocated because some dipshit decided, hey, I'm going to put my knee in his neck, I guess, to prove a point. I don't know what that point is, but, you know. Almost nine minutes. The guy begs. He can't breathe. Are you retarded? Seriously, is that cop mentally handicapped? Is he retarded? Is he stupid? Is he dumb? Is he autistic? Because then that might explain why he put his knee on someone's neck for 8 minutes and 50 fucking seconds almost. That might explain that. He's retarded. Yeah, that makes sense. That's his an illegal argument. I'm sorry, Your Honor, but my client, he's retarded. He's stupid. He doesn't understand that you breathe through your neck. He just, he didn't understand that. Been a police officer, how long? You know, grown man. Didn't understand that you breathe through your neck. You totally missed that class in high school. Uh, he was, he, he was busy hanging out with his girlfriend in the parking lot. Never noticed that uh, air goes through his neck. Never noticed it. Apparently doesn't pay attention. 
has never seen a movie where people are strangulated uh, by putting hands around someone's neck. Apparently that slipped his mind. You must be retarded to think that 8 minutes and 40 seconds is the right amount of time to kneel on someone's neck, which is 8 minutes and 45 seconds longer than you probably should. 